This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. From London, this is the Standard Podcast, and I'm Mark Blunden. A head teacher warns school closures are creating ghost areas across London and destroying communities as so many families leave the capital. The Evening Standard's education editor Anna Davis has been interviewing Helen Connor, executive head of Real Community Primary in Camden, who says London risks dying from its roots. Its growing numbers of families and children born in the city cannot afford to stay. Connor warns these ghost areas, which are populated by workers and students but deserted at weekends, risk spreading out from the centre of the city. It comes after research revealed 8,000 fewer children will need school places in London over the next four years. London councils, that's the parents' body for the capital's local authorities, blames the fall in demand for school places on a 17% drop in the birth rate, as well as Brexit, the pandemic, the cost of living crisis and lack of affordable housing. And schools are already closing because they cannot afford to stay open. Real Community Primary has already merged with another school in a bid to stay afloat and Connor tells The Standard the situation's desperate and very sad. Despite the merger, her school still struggled to fill places and she fears it will only have enough children to make up one of its two reception classes come September. They've also already ended most after-school clubs and trips in a bid to balance the books, with Connor saying there's nothing more they can cut. To discover more about the repercussions of this community crisis, we're joined by Anna in the studio now. Anna, what is the focus of your report on Tuesday? The story is about the number of people who are leaving London. We've seen the number of children at schools in London dropping quite dramatically. And the story on Tuesday is the impact that this is having to the community. So when there are fewer children at schools, they're forced to close down because they're funded per pupil. And I've spoken to head teachers about what this does to communities. And they've warned of ghost areas in London where they're just populated by people during the week who work there or students. So they commute in during the week or during the day and then at the weekends they're dead so this is a worry that schools are at the heart of their communities and they provide more than just a place to educate people they provide a focal point for a community Um, and the worry is that when these close you lose those vital community assets. And the head teachers you've been speaking to what are they telling you about how come this numbers crisis has become so acute? 
they've described it as a perfect storm. The figures from London councils predict a 4% drop in the number of places that will be needed at schools over the next four years, which is 8,000 fewer pupils. And that is a combination of a huge drop in the birth rate of 17%, which is now coming through impacting the number of pupils there for needing school places. Um, Brexit has also played a part. The pandemic, the cost of living crisis and the lack of affordable housing, they're all on their own would create an issue for demand for school places but all together they're describing it as a perfect storm. Is this an inner or an outer London problem? It's across all of London but we're seeing it more acutely in inner London as families move out. Many of families are moving out of London, but others are moving towards the edge. So in outer London, the drop in demand isn't quite so acute. Are head teachers telling you anything about plans to increase numbers or is their um, strategy really just in the lap of the gods? Is it down to um, fate? There's not much that they can do at their end. There's not much that individual head teachers can do really. They rely on people applying to their school for a place and that's how they get funded. So if there are fewer people applying or needing school places, they don't have the funding to provide some of the amazing facilities that they would like to. What can happen is local authorities have the responsibility for managing school places in their areas so they can make the decisions on whether to close one school in order to protect the other schools in the area so the children from that school will get shared out to the other perhaps better schools. They can't do that with academies, which is another issue. London councils, the organisation is calling on the government to allow all local authorities to have powers over school admissions in all schools in their area because at the moment the academies and free schools are out of their control. For a child to have their education cut short like this just because the school has closed, it's obviously devastating for learning and attainment. What happens to children if they are caught up in this at a closed school? Yeah, it is devastating. That's what people have told me. If you've made friends and you've been settled in a school and then all of a sudden it's closed or merged with another school and maybe you have to move... They will get given a place at another local authority school. They may not get much of a choice over where there are spaces, but they will get another place. It's up to the local authority to ensure that all children get a school place, so they will get one. But the upheaval is huge, I think, for some children. And it's really families and networks that have been created through these schools that are then destroyed when you move the children around. And presumably you have the opposite effect of the schools that they're going to because they will then have the increased amount of numbers as well, right? Yes, they will get more children, but it's a good thing for them because they will then get the extra funding. When schools don't have enough funding, it does sound possibly like a good thing if you have maybe 15 children in your class and one teacher, maybe you get more attention. about that, yeah. Yes, but that's in the long term, a school can't survive without funding for 30 children in a class. So they might have to merge classes because they have to pay a teacher. And if that teacher is only teaching 15 children, their budget is going to be affected. So some schools are cutting school trips or all the nice extras that really help boost attainment in these schools. Let's go to the ads coming up. How the school places crisis is hitting funding plus the government's classroom mobile phones crackdown. Why not hit follow? In the meantime, give us a rating. 
one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. What is the formula by which pupil funding is calculated? Each school gets an amount of money per pupil and then there's more money for disadvantaged pupils. In Hackney, which is one of the worst affected boroughs in London, they've got about 600 empty spaces in their reception classes. They say that's a 21% surplus. So over the 58 primary schools in Hackney, they say they've missed out on more than £30 million of funding that they would have got if those classrooms were full. So that shows you the big impact it has when children leave and there are empty spaces, even just a few in each class. Could you just expand a little bit, please, on some of the causes London Councils has put out a report with the figures that we're using, which is 8,000 fewer children will need school places in reception and then year seven, the beginning of secondary school. They've put it down to one of the major reasons is the drop in the birth rate, a 17% drop over the last 10 years in London. But they've also named Brexit. So head teachers have told me, when Brexit happened, lots of families left, but also they used to get maybe Eastern European families coming for a few years and going. There'd be a regular sort of churn of these families. They don't get that anymore. The pandemic, obviously, people have decided to leave London for various reasons. They can work from home and maybe get a bigger house outside of London or on the outskirts. The cost of living crisis and the lack of affordable housing is another big one that head teachers have said. Families who need social housing are being moved out of London or out of central London and they take their children and then there's those school places empty now. What's your view on the wider social impact on, on communities having fewer primary school serving areas? Schools, especially primary schools, they provide so many things for the community they provide a focal point everyone knows like a landmark school building but also many of the ones I've spoken to they run baby classes often they run a nursery for younger children they'll do food banks some of them have set up food banks and clothes banks and lessons for parents all sorts of things so not just 9am to 3.30 lessons for children but they're a, a place for families and communities so when those go it causes a vacuum. Is there any sense that the government is looking into this the government or the local education authorities are taking this very seriously presumably after having some serious conversations with head teachers at at risk schools have they got any strategies for dealing with the crisis Yes, local authorities are trying to manage places and they also are aware that sometimes birth rates ebb and flow and they have ebbed and flowed in London over the years. So at some point, this will pick up again and we will need 
more school places. They want to make sure that schools that close down, those buildings don't get lost and developed into flats or whatever they want them to be retained for educational use. So maybe for centres for children with special educational needs, which there's a big demand for, or something education related. So when the time comes that they may be needed to schools again, they can then be turned back into schools. They're also campaigning for the government to allow them to have control over academies and free schools. So if they have a new free school setting up in an area where there isn't the demand for it, that could take pupils away from the existing schools, putting those at risk. So for long-term planning of school places, local authorities want to be able to manage all schools. They're also calling for more funding, school funding to keep up with inflation so they can deal with these issues. The other big education story this week, mobile phones in schools. Um, What's your take on the government proposals? Is this a serious policy or a bit of pre-election kite flying? Well, I think it's widely supported, but most head teachers say they do this anyway. They already have restrictions on mobile phones. There's a bit of confusion over the figures. Gillian Keegan said yesterday about half of schools don't restrict mobile phone use, whereas a survey by TeacherTap found that less than 1% don't restrict mobile phone use. So the government wants there to be consistency. So some schools don't allow them in classrooms, but you can have them at lunchtime and break times. So they've put out this guidance so that everyone is on the same page. But but the teaching unions have said, well, we already do this. It's a non-policy for a non-problem. And there are other things that they should be thinking about. There's much more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. We're back on Wednesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.